Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It is time once again for Raising Wildlings, which means it's time to welcome back our parenting expert, Mel Burgess from Love Parenting. And today we're talking about something that parents will at some point need to navigate. Now, we know that exercise and after-school activities are crucial to development and something that we want to encourage with our kids. But we also want to make sure that they're doing that in a really safe environment. And today, Mel and I are going to chat about some boundaries and some strategies for ensuring that your child gets the most out of their extracurricular activities. Mel, good afternoon. Oh, beautifully set up, Louise. Thank nice you. Nice to be here. <laughs> now, look, um, as we know, and I, I make no secret of this on, on this show, uh, my other hat is that I am a dance studio owner. And it's something that's come up a lot in our industry, in, uh, in and around child safety, and making sure that they are supported in a safe environment uh, with their instructors. And... I guess traditionally, like if I go back to when I started dancing, I mean, the things that uh, our teachers used to kind of do to get that excellence out of us are not acceptable in today's uh, day and age. But uh, it's obviously something that um, can cause a little bit of angst if your child's coming back from an extracurricular activity and they're not really happy about how they've been spoken to or treated, isn't it? That's it's so important. And... You're right. Like with the the setup that you brought in, we want them to be able to have the experiences um, other than being with us as their parents, their teachers, which um, they spend a lot of time with. And then the the time that they're in the care of um, the adults at the extracurricular, we can, um, yeah, we can know from TV programs that like um, Four Corners this week covered the. Um, the runners that weren't safe with um, a trainer of theirs, yeah, and and we're we're hearing um, things that can really uh, alarm parents to a point of being non-useful alongside their their kids at the same time as their kids need them to be useful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we can hear stories in the media and do freak out, and when we parent out of freak out, we we make. Um, yeah, we make choices that, that aren't rational. Yes. Um, what's important is to know that for the most part, kids are really safe with, you know, almost all of the, the, the leaders in those settings and that we also really want to put some things in place so that the ones they aren't safe with, um, yeah, are found out about, are yes. um, given the cues early by us that, um, yeah, that safety is important to us and that our kids can, you know, um, move through that supported to listen to their visceral responses, which is um, the connection between the gut and the brain um, saying that something's off. And, um, yeah, we're teaching kids in all the settings to do that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a real learning curve to go out and be, spending time with um, someone that 
that isn't your parent or your teacher who you spend a lot of time and really know well. Yes. Um, but you might be in, you might be alone in the care of, not alone, but with the, yeah, your parents might not be there. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And um, and look, you know, there is, there has been stories that have come out. And I know in the dance world, there's been two high profile cases that I can think of where children weren't safe and that was found out and um, the perpetrators were taken to court. And um, just unpack this, this Four Corners story for me. Um, I haven't seen it. So I just wanted to get a little bit of background on that. I'm just aware that it was one of the things this week that parents may have seen. Um, yeah, the, the ad speaks about, um, yeah, the trainer um, and the runners, yeah, not being, the trainer not being a safe person for the, the runners. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I get that. And it's really interesting, isn't it, how times have changed because we we talk about, say let's, let's take Nadi Komanichi as an example. Um, mm. who got a perfect 10 at the Olympics. And I remember watching a, a documentary on that and the treatment that she received from her coach, uh, a lot of people kind of applauded that and went, this guy is is amazing. He got the best out of her. Yeah. But today we would class that as extremely unacceptable behaviour and now we recognise that she probably wasn't safe in that coaching environment. So it's really interesting how times have changed. Uh, Mm. But, you know, it certainly is something that, you know, we need to watch out for as parents um, because there isn't a lot of regulation around after-school activities. And I certainly know that, uh, that you know, in the dance space where I work, there is a real push to get a regulatory body happening for mm. dance. Uh, and, and it's twofold, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. There's a regulatory body um, that you would hope that you could depend on and that the policies and um, procedures will follow down, for example, to a – a soccer team um, acting on those and having clear what they are. And then the human element within that is that a lot of the, the soccer teams are based on a volunteer um, roles um, where people are in and out and might not necessarily, yeah, be across things as they come up. So the role as a parent and the way that we can support our kids in the lead up to them going into those settings and then once in those settings is something after the break that would be great to nut out together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do that, Mel. Let's take a short break and when we come back we can talk about some strategies around how to navigate that. This is a fantastic chat as always. You're listening to Raising Wildlings on The Juice. We're back with Mel Burgess from Love Parenting and today we're talking about safety around extracurricular activities. There was a story on Four Corners the other week highlighting this in a athletic setting. I've shared that in the dance setting there is a real push to get uh, a regulatory body to uh, make sure that our kids are safe in dance. Mind you, in 99% of cases, obviously, uh, you know, the extracurricular activities that kids go into are completely safe and they are well supported and their coaches and teachers are role models. But let's talk about that 1% mill when maybe the spidey senses are starting to go off a little bit. 
Yeah, and we can do so much work even prior to them starting the sports. I mean, the way that we pick them up from a um, someone having babysat them and it's important that we don't ask the babysitter whether the child behaved yes. um, or because, yeah, it's, it's um, conditioning them to believe that they need to hand over, um, yeah, respect and authority to any adult that's put in charge of them. So I get that, yeah. Just really watching the way that we um, talk to kids. So you might pick them up from a sleepover and it's like, um, how was it to be you um, over there last night? And yes. Yeah, and having a more open conversation so that there's room for the child to disclose if something felt funny for them, not, um, not assuming that an adult is completely clean mm. and that nothing confusing happened for the child. So um, what's really advantageous is if a child has a small um, discomfort young where they're, you know, um, they're told to t- keep a secret that Nana gave them Fredo frogs, but it was not to be told to the parent. Mm. Um, if they disclose that, you've been dealt a teachable moment where you can say, yeah, right, so um, what did your body feel like when when you knew that um, you did want me to know about it and someone was asking you not to tell me about it? Um, that's an important way that your body was giving you some clues. Yes. And so thank you for letting me know. And, yeah, you know, Nana, um, Nana doing that, yeah, that's something we can have a chat about. So no one's in big trouble. It's, yeah, I really appreciated that um yeah, we can talk about that. When your body feels like that, that's a really important time to listen. And so then they're going into these new settings more set up to feel within their body when they have that spidey reaction, which yep. travels up the vagus nerve, which we've spoken about before. So keeping vagal tone, if people care to Google that, really important for yes. this um, safety stuff. Um, at the beginning of a season, really um, making yourself known to the new coach, if it's a, say it's a sporting coach, um, shaking their hand, even though it's not um, COVID, you know, <laughs> legit anymore. Yeah. Maybe tapping their elbow, but really eyeballing them, telling them, you know, um, a bit more forcefully than you would, um, you know, at a dinner party. That um, mm. your so and so's parent, you, um, yeah, you lock their gaze just for a little bit too long, yes. and. If they are a safe adult, they won't mind that. They they will know that, you know, they're getting the message that you've got some care and that you take, um, yeah, them being responsible for your child very seriously. Um, you know, statistically the kids that, um, yeah, are in situations where it's hard for a parent to be there for the pickup on time um, or who rely on lifts from, yes. from a coach. Um, those kids are statistically stacked to be less safe and it's really tough because if, yeah, you're parenting solo, that's often, you know, a very attractive option and so just keeping that in mind that, you know, do what you can but um, around that and, yeah, just take perhaps some extra precautions. Yes, yeah. Um, Listen to them when they speak up about things that, you know, we can't, have compliant kids, like we spoke, I think it was last time we were on, wasn't it, about compliance versus cooperation. Yes. And that's exactly why I'm so passionate about working with parents to, yeah, to move out of this compliance era that 
you know, we grew up in and more yeah. into the cooperation where it's, righto, how are we going to solve this? How are we going to, yeah, how are we going to, yeah, get this to work? What feelings, you know, are people having about it? Like, because feelings are important. Absolutely. And, you know, you hit on something there that I I really liked and that was right from being a, a young child how did it feel in your body when Nana told you to not tell me that you got the ice vovo? <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the ice vovo, yeah. <laughs> Nana and your ice vovo, yeah. <laughs> and your secrets about the ice vovo. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And surprises are safe, but secrets. Yes. Less so. Like, you know, and, yeah, something that someone tells you that you can tell me later, like, you know, that you got me – another ugly mug at the Mother's Day store. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> you can tell me that later. That's a surprise, whereas a secret is something we won't ever be able to tell anyone. Yes. Yeah. And, we, yeah, we, we've got to really watch out for people that ask us to keep, um, to keep secrets. Yes, 100%. Mm. Uh, and it just makes so much sense, um, you know, and it's just such a simple thing that we can start implementing into our parenting that follow flows through into all sorts of different areas. Oh, yeah. But it's gold, isn't it? Yeah. And even it might not even be that the person they are reporting feeling funny about is, you know, as unsafe as, you know, you yes. would need to be very worried. It could be that the coach swears at them a lot or, or yeah. you know, and you're like, wow, okay, yeah, you probably don't have anyone else in your world that that uses that language. I have noticed he's a bit loose. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and so you're noticing that his rules about the way he talks and our family's rules are different. Yeah, right. And does that feel as though you're okay to keep going there? Is it something that you'd like a hand with? Would you like me to let them know that that's, that's big? And, and maybe they'll say yes or maybe they'll say no, but like it's just, um, it's different or yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, navigate the terrain together so that they're building trust by um, having you alongside them as they experience that big world they're stepping out into. Yeah. Oh, Mel, I absolutely love this. This is just absolute gold and um, some fantastic strategies there for uh, for keeping our kids safe. But having those conversations with them and uh, giving them that agency, it's just so important. Mm. Yeah. The people's takeaway can be, um, you know, watch Nana because she's uh, – <laughs> anything anything little the, the child felt funny about there is a good teachable moment. Um, yeah. So Nana's doing us a favour really with the ice vovos and the spread across. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's keeping everyone on their learning edge. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, look, I wouldn't say no if Nana gave me an ice vovo, but I am trying to That's be good it. with my diet at the moment. Oh. <laughs> oh, Mel, thank you so much for sharing this today. It's been absolute gold and uh, we appreciate your wisdom here on Raising Wildlings. Louise, always a pleasure. Thank you.